Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire Network. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. It's time for another Vegas Nation podcast. You're listening to the Raiders postgame edition. I've been a Raider fan for a long time. You know, 20 years of this crap is enough. You know, I'm fed up. I just want to be a part of the the, the, the moment it changes. You know, I want that so bad. And uh, that's what keeps driving me. You know, I get pissed off and I get upset and I, I stand up here and I've done this way too many times than I'd like to do it. Right off the top there, that is quarterback Derek Carr from the postgame press conference who was recapping what happened there with the Raiders lost 32-13 to here at Allegiant Stadium against the Cincinnati Bengals. Going into this one, it was a very pivotal game for both teams, both on the outside bubble looking in right now in the AFC playoff picture. Raiders had a 5-4 and four record coming in and now sit at 500. This is your Vegas Nation postgame podcast. It's Heidi Fang here along with Ed Graney and Adam Hill and we're going to break down the rest of what happened in this game. Again, I want to remind everybody to hit subscribe wherever you're listening and also remind you that we are brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download the mobile app today and get a bonus of up to $100 when you sign up. We're also presented to you by TickPick on Blue Wire Podcasts. All right, let's get into it, Ed, because you take care of these grades for this team and Right now, a coaching, again, another mismatch in this loss. It's the third straight loss that they've had here in the in the past few weeks. You gave the, the coaches an F. Yeah, and I think deservedly so. Look, Rick, Rich Pisacci is a nice guy. We all think it. Um, he comes in. He's very nice when he talks to us. He's not a leading NFL coach, and that's not his fault. I mean, he took the interim role over when John Gruden resigned. Someone had to be the interim. They chose Rich, but he's not a head coach in this league. And I think at the end of the season, we'll see that because they'll move on and make a, a permanent head coach hire. Um you know, look, you can say coaching a lot of times. You can also say players. you got to put it back on the players. These guys are NFL players, and they're out there. I know Adam wrote a story for tomorrow on the silly, silly penalties at the worst times this defense is getting. You know, is that Gus Bradley's fault that Unique Ngakwe hits a Joe Burrow after he's released the ball? No, that's Unique Ngakwe's fault for not being disciplined. Uh, there are a lot of those kind of penalties. So, well, the coaches, you know, no one's doing a good job right now. There's no question. He lost 32-13 to 13, um, to a Bengals team that was coming off one of their worst performances of the year before the bye. Um, and they walk in here and, and roll out with a 19-point win. Uh, not good for the Raiders, 5-5. Five and five, Now a game and a half out of the uh, uh, division lead, and yet it seems doesn't it seem like it's 10.5 after you watch them play the last three weeks. It doesn't even seem like it's 1.5, right? It seems like they're just so far behind now when you see the Kansas City last week, and then you see Kansas City beat Dallas today. It seems like the Chiefs have righted the ship, and the Raiders are just going the wrong way. Yeah, Adam, you talked about the uh, penalties, what went wrong there. Uh, Ed just touched on it. Unique Ngakwe, the undisciplined. Uh, type of penalties that cost the Raiders. What else did you see in all of that that transpired with not just the penalties, but with 
the team mentality and how it played out in this loss. Yeah, I think it's the, the third straight game that we've seen kind of a, a listless effort from the Raiders. I mean, you go to New York and, yeah, you move the ball. And they continue to talk about that, that, hey, we moved the ball against New York, sure. But there just wasn't that energy, wasn't that that passion that you saw in the game. And I think that translated uh, into the fact that they couldn't score in the red zone. They couldn't get the stops when they needed to uh, in that game. And then obviously getting blown out back-to-back games at home uh, is – is just a disaster for a team that was squarely in the thick of not not really in the playoff race. They were in the playoff picture. They were they were a playoff team uh, if the season had ended. And all of a sudden, two games at home. Yes, one against the Chiefs, which is a really good team. But this game today, uh, after losing two games, if you're not fired up and motivated for for this game for this spot. Uh, I don't know when you're ever going to be, and it just didn't look that way. They couldn't convert on third down. They couldn't convert in the red zone once again. Uh, it, it was the same things that have shown up, and now you see the the undisciplined penalties. It wasn't just, you know, in Gawkway, not a lot of contact, but, uh, you know, Joe Burrow's throwing the ball away. Why do you take two steps and push him? It doesn't make any sense. Why on, you know, I mean, Josh Jacobs' penalty was after the game had already been decided when he just dives on uh, the guy that intercepts the pass, but um, just throughout the game, you know, uh, Damian Square doesn't get off the field in time, and the, and the Bengals challenge that and get a free five yards out of that play. Um, you know, Brandon face on the, the helmet-to-helmet, that's a, that's a tough call, uh, but then he also has another one where it's a pass interference, which I didn't think was the right call, so you got a couple that you could question, but for the most part, it's it's self-inflicted wounds by the Raiders and, you know, the same problem showing up. Penalties, no third down, no red zone, no energy, can't get a stop when you need it. The defense on the field too long. Uh, all those things are, are tied in together. Like the third downs mean that you have to punt and that means the defense on the field for longer. Like those things all, all tie together. Uh but we're seeing the same thing show up over and over and time and time again. And I think that's the frustration that you're seeing, not only with the fans, uh, but with the players as well and, and the coaching staff. And, you know, tonight you get a third and six play where Derek Carr calls an audible into a running play that just, what are they doing? But it would actually be fine if you go for it on fourth down because now it's fourth and three at the 47, but you don't, you punt. And it, it's a, a punt that goes into the end zone. So it's only a 27-yard net. Like those things just add up and, and build and build on each other. And uh, you see the result that you see. I'm all about a direct snap to AJ Cole and just letting him run it at fourth and three at that point because, I mean, what else could go wrong with play calling, right, Ed? I mean, you gave the offensive play calling the letter Z yes, in your column. Yes, the offensive Z. You can't get any lower than the final uh, letter in the alphabet. I would also do direct snap to AJ Cole and hope that none of the Bengals have thumbs. Uh, so he could run right past all yes. of them and run for a touchdown because yes. he likes to fight people without thumbs. Yes. You know, Adam put it in great perspective. Look, they're, uh, offensively, they're just a disaster right now. They're a train wreck. Um, no one's really good on it. I thought the play calling, it started off right from the beginning today. They, had, they, they got the uh, turnover, and they have first and goal from the nine. Run play for three yards, two passes in the flat, first one to Waller, and then the second one to Jake, which was incomplete. They gained a total of three yards. Did not take one shot at the end zone when you have first and goal from the nine. Like, I, I don't understand that at all. I, I'm sitting up here, and Adam and I are talking. I'm like, okay, you want to take one shot to the flat? I still don't know if I like it, but it's Waller. Maybe he gets a block. When it's bunched up like that, the idea that you're going to score a touchdown off those plays is not, is not very doable. And you don't take one shot to the end zone? Like I don't know what Greg Olson's doing, and like Adam said on the on the third and seven, um, Carr checked into that, which I thought was a mistake. And afterwards, he's like, well, that play's worked. Well, it didn't work this time, so you know, throw the ball uh, instead of checking into a, a run play with Kenyon Drake and at midfield at the fifty. So, 
they're ter- they were terrible offensively, just awful. Um, and I don't know how you fix it. Uh, we'll see. The Cowboys are banged up, but mostly on the offensive side of things. They go to Dallas on Thursday for Thanksgiving. Um, Micah Parsons is going to be running all over the field against Derek Carr. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, they're <sighs> not good offensively right now. And defensively, Adam made a good point. They were on the field for almost 37 minutes or 38 minutes. That's a lot to be on the field. Now, they weren't very good with those penalties. But when you're on the field that much, at some point, the onus has to go back on the offense. You've got to stay on the field. They were, from last week to this week, Adam can correct me if I'm wrong, I think they failed on 14 consecutive third downs, which is atrocious. And a lot of them were third and short. We're not talking like third and 15 every time. It's just atrocious. Yeah, and Adam... Uh, and I'll just to jump it, yeah. like it's, and it, When I talk about it builds on itself, you see that, right? So you're failing to convert over and over on third down. And I think part of, as a fan, I think as, as somebody who's watching, and even as the team, you start to say, okay, do something different. Do so. It's not working. Do something different. So early in the game, you get a third and one, and you try to run an end around to Brian Edwards. Like You just have, at some point, you just have to line up and get a first down. And, and they haven't been able to do it. And I, I mean, I think a lot has to go on the offensive line for sure. I don't think there's any question about that. We saw, um, I thought we saw the offensive line take another step backward and, and there wasn't the penalties that we usually see necessarily but it just wasn't, wasn't good play and again we'll have to wait to watch you you can't really focus uh, on everything that's going on on the field when you're uh, up here in the press box you have to wait till uh, you get game film on, on Tuesday but um, it didn't look like the offensive line played very well there wasn't a whole lot open and even with their, when there was they weren't getting there uh, but I think you just start to you get try to get too cute try to get too and I'm all for creativity but Sometimes, like you just see the lack of confidence showing up, and I think we absolutely saw that there. I will take a quick pause right there for a break, and when we come back, more on what happened here in the Raiders' loss to the Cincinnati Bengals at home at Allegiant Stadium, thirty-two to thirteen. Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. Raiders football is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Raiders tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Now led under interim head coach Rich Bisaccia, everyone's going to want to see how the Raiders season continues to unfold and if they are in fact a playoff bound team. That's why you've got to visit TickPick.com slash Vegas Nation today to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets. Welcome back to the Vegas Nation Post Game Edition podcast. It's Heidi Fang here with Adam Hill and Ed Greeny. We're continuing to break down here what we saw out of the Raiders and the Bengals uh, to the Bengals here, the loss that they suffered at home in Allegiant Stadium. Uh, helicopters are circling right now. You can probably hear that. And what they're doing is looking for a spark on the field, uh, trying to find out what might bring that for the I Raiders. Thought it, was, I thought it was vultures circling the carcass of the Raiders. Ooh, ah, that's that's one I didn't think of. Yeah. There definitely is. But 
so Deshaun Jackson, the kind of, you know, thought of Who? as, yeah, maybe being somebody that could bring a spark to this team. Uh, a lot of the narrative during the week was getting Darren Waller more involved. In fact, the only drive that really kind of sparked things for the offense was when you saw uh, the Titans go for a run there and, and score if Foster Moreau uh, got paydirt in the end zone. Uh, why didn't we see more of that in the game? I mean, <laughs> more of those, those are three plays, wasn't it? Three plays and then Darren Waller gets hit, Foster Moreau cashes in on the touchdown. You know, what, what do you think it is that we're not seeing more of that, just kind of letting it loose uh, and letting Derek Carr kind of throw the ball to these tight ends and get them more involved earlier? I think it's a lot on Derek Carr of who you want to go to. I mean, the, pl- the players are there. We saw a couple times early in the game, Deshaun Jackson was running some deep routes, um, never went there. Uh, I know, you know, Zay Jones had the one catch. His other target was a deep throw that he caught, but it was out of bounds. Like, they're just they're just not connecting when they are trying to go deep. And, and the, the targets weren't there um, at all. I mean, Waller gets eight targets. Uh, seven catches, one sixteen. So he was very, very effective as he has been. Uh, but so much of the focus this week was, hey, get the ball to Darren Waller. They did, but only four targets in the first three quarters. You know, three. You know, the other four were uh, after the game had kind of started to turn in uh, to a little bit of a blowout. Josh Jacobs gets seven targets out of the backfield. Kenyon Drake gets two. Um, that leaves only uh, eight. Tar- excuse me, not even eight. Uh, I was because I was counting Moreau. Six targets to wide receivers in the game. Four were Hunter Renfro. Uh, he caught all four. Two were Zay Jones. We talked about the one deep ball that didn't connect, and then the one that was caught uh, for Zay Jones. But six targets total in the game uh, for wide receivers. None of those named Brian Edwards. None of those named Deshaun Jackson. Uh, they just weren't going there. And whether, again, whether they weren't open, and we'll see that on film in the next couple of days, or whether they weren't open, or whether it was just a conscious decision by Derek Carr to not go there, or. You know, maybe he just didn't have the protection that he needed to to go to those uh, routes, but they just they didn't even try. It, it's not like they it's not like they were just misfiring all over the place. They didn't try to go to the wide receivers, and you know, Deshaun Jackson. I think uh, there was a couple plays early um, where it was very clear that Deshaun Jackson had opened up the middle of the field for Darren Waller, and they were able to use that. That's that's how they're able to use speed. That's what speed is there for. Not necessarily just getting the catches; is to open things up. So he did do a little bit of that. But it wasn't enough, and he wasn't getting his own targets. And uh, for whatever reason, uh, they just were not throwing to wide receivers at all. Well, uh, if anything, Dame uh, Lillard just put out on Twitter, he's done watching the Raiders for this season. Wow. He says he thinks he's done. Oakland's he thinks own, he's done. Oakland Sun here plays for the Trailblazers. Yeah, he says, I think I'm done watching the Raiders this season. That's a direct quote. Just tweeted that. About, well, there's uh, some breaking news from Dame Lillard. As we're recording here. It's in the notes. Oh, it's in Adam's notes. <laughs> Check Read it out Adam's in the notes. notes. Check it out in the notes. My bad, Adam. I hadn't read the notes yet. I was still going through the report card. But uh, <laughs> what else is in the notes, Adam? <laughs> since, we're, since we're on the notes. Uh, I'll, I'll explain this because somebody <laughs> somebody attacked me for this. Um, Derek Carr did reach a milestone tonight. Like, Listen, of course he doesn't want uh, to talk about it. Of course, you know, you would look terrible if you did talk about it. Uh, but it is important to mention Derek Carr did pass 3,000 yards for the season tonight, becoming only the fourth player in NFL history uh, to surpass 3,000 yards in each of his first eight seasons in the league. Very impressive list that he joined. Uh, Peyton Manning, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton uh, were the other three that did that. Uh, so, you know, that happened. Like, he he was, he was did pass it, and somebody uh, attacked me on Twitter for asking a question to Derek about it uh, at the press conference. Listen, uh, there was plenty of negative questions asked, and I've asked 
plenty of negative questions. You could go back and look at the kind of the back and forth me and Derek Carr had. I can uh, say that you the have. Year. There's yes. been a lot of negatives, but that was a positive. So in you know in a sea of like 13 negative questions tonight, I did ask a positive question about that just because it was for a story that we were working on. Uh, that is the lead note that uh, Derek Carr did join that that group. Um, uh, John Simpson got hurt during the game. That was in there as well. Uh, he did not play in the second half. We'll get a further update tomorrow uh, on his status. And uh, Yannick Ngakwe, four straight games with a sack. Uh, 20 forced fumbles since the start of 2016 when he came into the league that is tied for first with two other players uh, on that list. So there was some things in notes. There was some positive developments, I guess, but they were really, really tough to find. Yeah. That was really right. positive in Opa. It was very yeah, it was positive. A very positive notebook. Adam is full of sunshine today, yeah. and I, I don't think sunshine. I've ever seen things something so glorious on this Sunday. Um, I think that's why David Carr is so convinced Derek Carr will be an MVP. Was Russell Wilson an MVP? Because I know Cam wasn't, Peyton was. Was Russell yeah. Wilson one? Maybe he thinks he's kind of joining that company. Why David Carr continues Maybe. to say Derek Carr is going to be the MVP of the league? Could be, but Ed, I wanted to touch on this. At what point do you think, if you know this continues, they might do something to try to fix the offense, so to speak, like bringing in Marcus uh, Mariota? Oh, Heidi, the elephant in the room. What had to bring it Adam up? And I, Adam and I talked about this. Um, I don't think they'll make a change yet. They're they're five and five, and in you know in their world, they're like, hey, we're right. They're only game and a half. All the cliches. If it continues to slide, though. Um, Dallas is beat up, but it's still Dallas on the road, uh, home to Washington and then at Kansas City. I think Adam made a good point. If they lose the next two, I don't know if you could do that to Marcus Marion and say you're going to play at Kansas City. But let's say the five and five goes to five and eight. Then I'd make the change because you have paid Marcus Mariota a small fortune the last two years to sit on the sidelines with a, a baseball cap on. And I'm still not convinced, even though we saw what happened in the Miami game when he came in uh, and played, that they really know what they have in Marcus Mariota. And let's not be let's let, let's not uh, forget this. Derek Carr is uh, no dead money next year. They can move on from Derek Carr. Um Rich Passacci is going to be replaced. We don't know about May Mike Mayock. The quarterback could be replaced. If all this stuff goes south and they have another losing season, all bets are off. Everyone could go. So if you want to know what you have in Marcus Mariota, potentially for next year as a bridge in terms of before you get your next franchise quarterback, he needs to see time this year. Now, again, if they start winning games and get back in the playoff race, that's not going to happen. This is all predicated on that they won't win games and that they'll continue to slide and all of a sudden they could make a change. But I think it's something, I, 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 as I wrote in my column, it's not outrageous to have a conversation about. doesn't mean you make the change, but I think you're foolish if, the, if things keep going this way that you wouldn't have a conversation about. And they are on a short week, seven-point underdogs already coming into this one, heading into Dallas on Thanksgiving Day to play the Cowboys, whose defense, uh, Micah Parsons, been pretty good. There's a guy with the last name Diggs that's uh, been cleaning up pretty well on the defensive side of the ball. So the Raiders will have another tough test ahead. Uh, what do you think? I mean, they can't really fix that much on a short week. No. Yeah. What do you think I you mean, know, happens in the next few days here as they head into the facility? I think they hope that the Cowboys offensive injuries are as bad as people think with their wide receivers. But still, you still have Zeke Elliott. You still have Zach. He's at home. Dak's different at home um, for the most part, unless he's playing Denver. Um, but the defense is really good. They're seven point favorites for a reason. You, you know, you can't wake up to the Raiders tomorrow and automatically become great offensively, but you better find a way to change things. You got four days. Really, is only two prep days when you think about it. But the, it's the same for the Cowboys, and the Cowboys were on the road today. So, you know, no one's going to feel sorry. It's like, look, it's like. Um, Derek Carr said, like, no one's coming to save them. Like, no one cares. The league doesn't care. 
No one, you know, we go back to a Golden Knights theme of when Mark Stone, when they were losing all their guys, what did he say? Nobody cares about us. Like nobody cares. They, they're everyone's in it for themselves. So the Raiders, Products this is and results. Yeah, that's all they want. Yeah, this is on the this is on the Raiders to change things, and doesn't mean they can't go and win at Dallas. I mean, it's a weird league. We see this stuff all the time. But things have to change offensively. I think they'll be fine defensively, but offensively, man, it better change, or you know, they're not going to go to Dallas and win. All right. So there you have it, Ed Greeny's take on what's come. We are all uh, wrapping up here at Allegiant Stadium for the evening, Adam. Uh, any last uh, final thoughts here before we close? Anything that you know you've, you've seen, things that you think. Try to come up with more positive notes. I'm known as Mister like Mister Positivity. I like it. Uh, so we say deal. toxic positivity, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna call out a certain person. I'm not gonna do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Listen, I think it's been a disastrous three weeks for the Raiders. There's no question about it. And I don't see, and I think a lot of people would agree a clearly Damian Lillard would agree uh, that I just don't see the turnaround coming, especially with the schedule that's coming up. I mean, you, you start to look through it. Where are the wins? I mean, home against Washington. Sure. Um, you know, there's, there's a couple of spots home against the Broncos. Yeah. I think that that's a potential victory. Um, you know, at Cleveland, who knows you know what they're going to be at that point. I, I mean, Baker Mayfield's falling apart. Um, there's potential wins out there, but like today was a game you had to win. And I, I just I feel like they put themselves behind the eight ball again, just like they did against the Giants, just like they did earlier in the season against the Bears. Losing these games that you are that that you have a chance to win or that you should think that you should win are just killers when it comes to the end of the season. So it's not over. Like, the wild card race is right there in front of them. You put together a nice three, four-game win streak, you're clearly in the picture. You win three of the next four, you're clearly in the picture. But look at those four, Look at those games. You're going to be at least a touchdown underdog in at least three of them. Like, that's some insurmountable odds that you're starting to talk about. So they have to change a whole lot real quick, and they only have three days to do it. Uh, I, I don't see it coming, but... I don't think you should look at it as all hope is lost. Like crazier things have happened in the NFL. Uh, just looking at the stat a little bit ago, I'm going to completely get this wrong. So I'll just uh, it, there's some sort of stat over the last four weeks. Uh, like nine first place teams have lost to last place teams or something along those lines in the NFL. Um, again, that's not the exact stat. It's something around there though, which just says like it's you know the, the stupid obnoxious cliche that everybody says of any given sunday is actually true uh it's particularly true this year and yeah could they go beat dallas which is banged up all over the place sure and then could you come home and be washington yeah i think you could see that uh all of a sudden you have a little momentum you went on the road and beat kansas city last year could you do it again maybe um again not the most likely scenario but if you if that happened, all of a sudden you're talking about a completely different narrative here. So uh, we shall see. Ed doesn't seem to think that's going to happen. It's been fun. Oh, it has been, and it's a blast as always working with the two you professionals. Always teaching me how to up my game here at the Vegas Nation podcast as we wrap things up from Allegiant Stadium. And I certainly appreciate for saving your tongue. Certainly appreciate the time, and uh, we will be back next week, hopefully. Maybe for you Raider fans with uh, some positive, more positives <laughs> to come from uh, what we see on Thursday night. I think on I think we have to evaluate and grade Jerry Jones Thanksgiving dinner for the media. Because we have heard from our old friend Michael Delkin. 
that it is fantastic. We will have a grade for that, and it will be better than Z. All right, so there you have it, Michael Gelkin, former uh, Raiders beat writer with the Review Journal, and now on to things with Dallas, and maybe we'll catch up with him and all the turkey legs that we can handle from Dallas, and we'll be back to report on that next week on Thursday. Actually, it's still this week, so Thursday we'll be talking to you. For Adam Hill, Ed Graney, I'm Heidi Fang. Thanks for listening. Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite.